talked about uh, meet and greet. We've talked about the uh, building report process, which are, you know, two very critical, important uh, points. We certainly want to make sure that, uh, you know, we make a good impression the first time. And then we want to make sure that, you know, we build some rapport and get uh, get people to kind of lower the guard down a little bit, bring that defense mechanism down a little bit. But the big challenge right now for uh, for all of us as salespeople is, okay, how so how do I get into the, you know, how do I start finding out what they're looking for? Oftentimes people come in and tell you what they're looking for. Maybe they've seen the car online or, you know, they've uh, they've been studying, looking at things. And so certainly a lot of times they'll come in and ask for, say, blue Laramie or a red Altima or, you know, a white uh, uh, three series something like that. But oftentimes we, we get, we get into a position where we don't know exactly where to go and how do we, uh, how do we find that to find how we ask the right questions? Because uh, it's really critical, especially if somebody says they're just looking for maybe like a half ton truck or something. We need to find out exactly what they're looking for. The way that I've found to be the most successful for me, and this is just my personal preference. This isn't, locked in stone. This isn't the uh, way that everyone should do it, but certainly one that I felt has worked well for me for the for over 30 years is I like to find out what they're driving now. And the reason for what they're driving now is, one, it gives me an idea of what they have, but there's a lot of things that we can find out with this, with this and there's a bunch of things, a bunch of information that we can gain and gather from the customer. So generally people are, you know, they, they're, they've got a car, they're driving it now, They've either had it for a long time and really enjoyed it, or maybe they've had a short time and really haven't really liked it that much. Um, so we got to find out what they like about it, what they don't like, maybe what they want in their new car, what they don't want in their new car. So oftentimes, I'll uh, when somebody comes in and we start talking, we start build rapport. I'll you know I'll ask them, uh, "Hey, what are you driving now?" Let's say the car's for Betty. I ask Betty what she's driving, and Betty will say, uh, "You know, I'm driving this." Uh, 2012 uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. And so I'll say, is that it? I'll point to it. I'll say, is that it? And, you know, some people say, well, that's stupid because you just saw them drive in with the car. But uh, I'll, I'll ask them what that is. And so at that point, what I'm I'll go out there and I'll start walking around the car. Now, if you've had a hard time building rapport with somebody uh, before, oftentimes the walk around the car will help you uh, build that rapport. You might see a bumper sticker. You might see a Ducks Unlimited sticker in the window. Of course, you might see a 49ers uh, sticker in the window, and uh, which would make it a much better deal than if they have a Viking sticker in the window. But we'll just leave it at that. But um, things that we can build rapport on that we can that we can uh, you know start talking about things. But also, we can start to find out what they like. We can see what they've been driving, you know, for the last 11 years. Certainly, there's things in that car that Betty wants in her, in her next car, okay? The question process is really now is just basically asking the questions, and, and we'll get into that here in a minute in more detail, exactly which questions to ask. But the idea is the transition from building rapport, the meet and greet, to now, okay, how do I find out what they want? Start talking about what they have and people love to talk about what they own and what they have and certainly it's a great way to get them talking and certainly when you're asking the questions they're answering the questions you're you're in control of the conversation so it's a great way to start building that control and it's another great way to start finding out exactly what they want 
And once you get that established, all you have to do is ask the questions and then just go in and just put them in the, in the car or the vehicle that really answers all those questions and becomes much easier. Okay, so uh, now after we've talked a little bit about uh, kind of the general idea behind uh, how to start the investigative question process, Zach's going to play the, pro- the uh, part of the customer and uh, going to talk. We've built some rapport. We've, we've talked about uh, college football um, and we've really uh, kind of built a pretty strong basis. Now the big question is, is one, I want to find out really who the car really is for. The big challenge here is that you don't want to just kind of side with the man. Um, it seems to be the nature of of the business that we always want to talk to the to the the man that's there. But uh, oftentimes, remember, women make by fifty percent of the cars, so uh, we got to find out who the car is really for. So you know, a good question to ask is, um, you know, uh, hey Zach, and I'm going to use Zach's wife's name. She, her name's Shelby. Nice lady. Zach married way up above himself. Out of um, the league, baby. Way, way, way up, way <laughs> up, way up. Zach's like uh, fourth league uh, English soccer, and Shelby's like Premier League. Um, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, we won't get into that. It's big, big jump, big jump. But um, so the question that I may ask is, we've built some rapport, and I may ask, so so Zach, who's the lucky one today? Is, uh, is the car going to be, the new car going to be for you, or is it going to be for Shelby? Uh, it'll be for Shelby. Okay. So now I know Shelby's the one. So it's not like I'm going to stop talking to Zach, but now I want to focus most of my attention on Shelby. Okay. And I ask, so Shelby, what are you driving right now? And Zach's going to pretend to talk in his best Shelby voice. That's right. Uh, it's a, it's just this Jeep Grand Cherokee that we got a couple of years ago. Okay, great. And so uh, is that it? Is that the vehicle? Is it parked right outside here? Correct. It's, yep. Is it the white one out there? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, perfect. That, that's it. Okay, great. Do you mind if we go out and take a look at it? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. Let's go out there. So we walk out there, and uh, I start, uh, you know, walking around the vehicle. A couple of things you can do here now. Um, A lot of times I was trained to kind of, you know, devalue the trade a little bit. So um, I might might notice that, like, there's a crack in the windshield. I don't want to say, like, oh, wow, you cracked the windshield. But I may want to just rub my finger across to it. So, like, if Zach's forehead is the windshield, I just rub right there. And uh, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, we got insurance. We're going to get that fixed. Or you just kind of, there's a, you know, a, I like to call them a whiskey dent on the front uh, fender, you know, kind of rub that or something like that. Just it kind of helps when it, they see, okay, hey, they know about the cracked windshield or they know about the tires or what have you as you're walking around. So the question I ask is, Zach, you mentioned that you have, you've had the car for a couple of years. Is that right? How, yeah. Two years? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And you buy it to... Uh, so when you got it, is was it new or did you buy a pre-owned? No, it was new. Okay. So the reason why I want to ask Zach that question is, is one, oftentimes there are people that are, that are you know, they're new car buyers and there are people that are used car buyers. And we'll get more into depth on that here in just a minute. So I asked Zach, I say, so you bought it brand new. You've had it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now I, I can ask some questions here too that kind of start to help me understand like payment structure, like what they budgeted for, what they're currently budgeted now, you know, those kind of things. So, so you, you bought it brand new a couple of years ago. Um, do, you, do you have clear title to it or do you, or do you still owe some money on it? We still owe some money on okay. it. Okay. So what's your monthly budget on the car right now? 
Our payment's six hundred on this one currently. Anything above that would be um, we'd have to have a serious conversation about. Okay, so I noticed I didn't ask Zach. So what do you owe on the car? Because you know most customers are going to say, "Well, I'm not going to tell you. Or I don't know." When believe you me, eighty percent, ninety percent of the people know what they owe on their car. Okay, roughly. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. Okay. So I know that I got about a, I got, I'm working on about a $600 payment. I'm not now trying to calculate in my head. Okay, well, they bought it 600. They bought it two years ago. Their interest rate was probably, no, no, no. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, where we're at. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the desk here in a minute, and I'm going to kind of give them some of the information so that they can kind of help me direct me in the right way. So Zach, you've liked, you've liked the Grand Cherokee, right? Yeah, absolutely. Found out it'd be a good car. Mm-hmm. So are we looking for another uh, sport utility. We looking for a truck. We looking for a, a van, car. What? Tell me what we're looking for here for Shelby. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. We're we just want to uh, get something that maybe a little bit nicer. We went with the altitude package on this one, but kind of just hoping to get full leather. Maybe okay. maybe a sunroof if if it kind of works out. Uh, the full panoramic. I know okay, can get on some of them. So leathers a. Uh, yeah, we went with that leather trim, but we really okay. decided that full leather's better. With okay, kids. so we want leather and mm-hmm. want a sunroof. That'd okay. be great. Yeah. So, what's the other thing? Is there anything else that's on your current vehicle right now that you'd want on your next vehicle? Really, the only thing that's a that's a must outside of those is the adaptive cruise. That just is a game changer while driving. Okay. So as All long right. as it has that, I think. We're okay. Good. So now we stop here for just a second. Why do I want to ask Zach? He's given me up a little bit more information maybe than what some customers will. We'll go with the hard one in a sec. But but what we're trying to do is I'm trying to find out, okay, what he wants in his new vehicle. Uh, and he wants adaptive cruise. He wants leather. And he wants uh, panorama. He wants a sunroof. The reason why I'm asking those questions is, is now I know, okay, um, I'm going to go in and tell my, I'm going to go and tell the desk. Okay, here's what I got. I got a guy. He's he's driving a, a 21 a Grand Cherokee. It's an altitude, uh, and I I forgot to ask Zach how many miles are on it. But uh, how many miles are on the vehicle, Zach? Uh, twelve thousand. So it's got twelve thousand. So Zach doesn't drive much. He Shelby's got to get out a little bit more. Okay, <laughs> um, Zach's got to he's got to loosen the strings up a little bit and let her kind of get out of the house a little bit. My word, guy, what's going on? <laughs> but um, so, so right now, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Zach, Zach and Shelby might be a good candidate for a lease, okay? That's in my mind now, okay? Because they bought it two years ago. It's got 12,000 miles on it. They're a $600 a month payment, right? Um, they're, they want to bump up from altitude. They want to go to something with leather, not just leather trim with the suede, but they want to have a panoramic sunroof, and it's got to have adaptive cruise, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. My next question may be something along these lines. So, Zach, is there is there something in the car that you have currently that you don't want in your next car? Really, uh, probably just not white. We found that finding it in the parking lot is pretty tough. So, anything that's not white probably is preferred. You know, it's funny you say that, Zach, because the other day I was driving up 49th and coming to the stop sign there at Woodruff. And my wife said, man, white must be really popular. And I looked and there were eight cars <laughs> in a row <laughs> that were white, eight yeah. cars, trucks, uh, crossovers, whatever, all of them in a row. And I said, well, white is pretty popular. Yeah. Okay. So 
I may ask Zach, so are you looking for maybe, are you still want to stay lighter color? Or are you looking for something maybe a little bit more darker? Not really sold on anything. Okay. In so, okay. So color isn't a big thing. We just know white isn't something that he wants. He's okay with light. I don't want to use specific colors because that really, really dries me in and really locks me into certain things. Darker colors, you know, blacks, the grays, the dark blues, the dark reds, those are darker colors. The light, lighter colors, white, silver, um, even maybe light blues, light reds, uh, those kind of things can be tied in. So now I've got an idea. Now I've got, now I can go in and, and I can say, okay, let me, let me do this. I'm going to go grab a couple of keys, a couple things, uh, hang tight right here. In fact, if you want to walk in here, I'd like to introduce you to uh, one of my managers, just, uh, you know, like to kind of get to know you a little bit too. I'm going to grab a couple of keys from him, kind of get a couple ideas where we're kind of leaning. I don't want to take a bunch of your time trying to walk all over this big lot, trying to find all these cars, but uh, want to make sure we get this uh, focused in. So come on in, follow, follow me inside and we go inside. Okay. So there I'm going to tell my manager, I'm going to say, Hey, you know, uh, Zach, here, I got Zach and Shelby out here. Um, they're uh, from Idaho Falls. Um, Zach's a big football guy, likes the Vikings, so don't hold that against Skull. him. Uh, Shelby's a sweetheart. Um, Zach doesn't let her out of the house much. Nope. She's only got, she only's got 12,000 miles on this two-year-old uh, Grand Cherokee L. It's a latitude, or it's an altitude. They kind of want something. They don't want white. They want, uh, they want leather. They want sunroof. They want adaptive crews. Right now, they're currently paying around six hundred bucks a month. I might. I know Overland's probably too much. Limited's probably where we need to be, right? And and my manager will say, "Yeah, let's do that." So I'm saying, "Okay, I'm going to grab a couple of these. I grab a couple of keys. We go out and we show the car." Okay. That what I've done now is I've saved ourselves walking around. And oftentimes, if I don't ask, like we'll get into it. Zach's going to be a little bit more difficult this mm -hmm. time. And so it's going to take me a few more questions to ask, but really the idea behind this is, is we don't want to, it's kind of like when you go, uh, you know, shooting and you, you get full choke on your shotgun and you're just shooting BBs all over everywhere, trying to hit something. What we're really trying to do here is we're really trying to drive it down by using what they're driving now. It's much easier for Zach to talk about what they're driving now. They're more comfortable with that. And so it makes it much easier for us to kind of drill it down so that we can really just kind of like set a like it's almost like a sniper. We can really find like one or two cars. You don't want to show more than two. Okay. Once you get to three, it's very hard for people to kind of work through all the differences. Okay. I mean, if it's if you got three cars that are exactly the same and you got three different colors, I get it. But most of the time, we don't have three cars that are exactly the same that are different colors. There's some different changes in trim or different, you know, features, what have you. So really try and drive it down to two, okay? And what we want to do is that then we can show both of them and give them the option to let the customer decide if they want car A or car B, okay? So that that's the easy way. We're going to kind of take that all back, mm -hmm. rewind, you know. And then we'll start with one that might be a little bit more difficult, something that we can kind of start talking. Okay. So 
Ready? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to go. So we've met, we've done the meet and greet. We've ready gone to be through, jerk. We've gone through all the Shelby thing and just be yourself. And um, <laughs> Comes natural. And uh, so I'm starting to talk. I'm trying to ask Zach. I'm saying, so Zach, who's the lucky one today? Uh, is the car for you or for Shelby? No, it's, it's for me. It's for you. Yep. Okay, great. And um, is this a important celebration? Are we celebrating anything big or is it just time to get a new car? No, I just, I'm just trying to look at options. Okay, great. And so what are you driving right now? I got this uh, Ford F-150 that, uh, that I have. Okay. I'm driving. All right. Had it for the last few years. And it, what color is it? Oh, uh, it's this white one. It's the white one out here. Yeah. Do you mind if we go out and take a look at it? Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Let, let's just walk out there. Sure. So we walk out there. We're still talking about, you know, why he likes the Vikings and, you know, why he still thinks they're going to win the NFC. Uh, North. North, you know. Yep. Run it which, back. Which is, you know, that's okay. I mean, everybody needs to dream. But um, so I'm out there and I'm saying, okay, so uh, Ford F-150, what year is it? Uh, it's a 2017. 2017. And, and how many miles you got on it, Zach? I think it has under 50 on it. Just under 50? Mm -hmm. Okay. In that range. So let me ask you this. Um, how long have you had the truck? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay. So you bought it pre-owned then? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And, and when you bought it, how many miles were on it when you bought it? Oh, I think 30 or so, somewhere in the Sure, 30, 30 so. Yeah. So you put 20,000, a little bit over 20, so about 10,000 miles a year. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Good. Have you used it? Is it a business vehicle? Is it a personal vehicle? Well, it's personal. Personal? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right. So let's stop right here for just a second. I want to ask, I'm trying to find out if he's a business owner. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if we're looking at trucks, certainly with Ram, they do offer some business uh, rebates, you know. Um, but, but what I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out what he's using the truck for. Okay. So not business personal. What, what do you mainly use the truck for? Just, it's just my car. So just driving around, driving around, you throw work some, and Home you, Depot and stuff. You tow anything with it. I mean, do you have a trader? Uh, a small one that I'll use. It's my mom, my mom. If I need. Oh, okay. To, Is it a camp trader? No, it's just a regular pull behind. If I need to take a couch or something. Nothing, oh, okay. Yeah, so nothing. Okay. Heavy. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay, great. I just right. live in Idaho, so I need a truck, you know? Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> it. You throw, throw stuff in the back, throw, yeah. you know, throw a couple of, you know, maybe tall boys in the back or whatever <laughs> yes. and just uh, kind of uh, do your thing. So, um, bought it a couple of years ago. You put 20,000 miles on it, kind of your personal daily driver. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, what have you liked about the truck? What's the, what have you liked about it and what do you want on your next truck? Uh, are we looking for another truck, by the way? I, I assume we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's why, like I said, just checking options, see what Ram yeah. has to offer. Haven't, right. You know, with this truck, I haven't been, it's just, I've been real impressed with Ford. Okay. So. I get it. I get it. You're, you're more, you're just kind of looking. So let me ask you this. So what have you, what, what's the one thing that you've liked about the Ford that you'd say, Hey, I'd really like that on my, on my Ram. Uh, probably just the Apple CarPlay. So the Apple CarPlay. Yeah. Okay. That's so do you, nice. do you, uh, do you stream? Are you a streamer? Are you, do you wire in or? Yeah. I mean, uh, this one's just a wired in one. Just a wired yeah. one. In. Yeah. So okay. Just listen to podcast music. Stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. What kind of, what kind of music are you into? Uh, stuff you wouldn't like probably. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, like uh, R&B and rap and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Little Dre and Snoop and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there we go. go. All right. Okay. Good. What podcast you listen to? Um, the Sayer Auto Group podcast. Hey, I found you know, it. It's really good. I've heard that they are just, they just. They won't stop talking. Knocking yeah. it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, great. So Apple CarPlay, is there, 
Is there something in the truck, in the Ford, that you don't want? Uh, I just think fuel economy, it just, uh, just uh, it's got that uh, EcoBoost thing, just doesn't do it. Okay, so what are you getting on that? I mean, it, it's like 12 to 14. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, but now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you want a V8 or are you thinking maybe going V6? I'm just, you know, I mean, the fuel yeah. economy is a big deal. I mean. That's all that really matters, so I guess whichever one works like okay. is best for that. Okay. Like I said, right. I don't tow very much. I just drive. So we can, and, and we can talk about the pros and cons of both of those. We sure. can look at, we can look at a couple things. Sure. So as I'm looking at the truck here, looks like you have a XLT cloth. The, mm-hmm. I mean, you got the power windows, power locks. I mean, you're not working on the forearms <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. Rolling windows up and down, that yeah. kind of stuff. Power windows, power locks yeah. needed. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, who re- leans across and locks the doors anymore? You <laughs> know, it. you know, we used to do that with our girlfriends in the front seat. It was always, you know, a great opportunity <laughs> there, but, uh, you know, that was okay. But so, um, cloth seats, leather seats. I mean, is that a big deal? I mean, like I said, I'm just kind of looking at options. I don't, I don't know if I have a preference right now. I'm okay. So let me ask you this. So it all falls in line. You've all, you bought, you, you bought it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you have clear title to the truck or do you have, <clears throat> do you well, have a have? little bit on it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, payment, <clears throat> monthly payment. Uh, this one was about 700. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to stay in that range or are we trying to? Yeah. I would like to keep it somewhere in that range. I don't think going too much higher. Okay. All right. I have to get approval from the wife on that. So I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. We all have one, you know, we, <laughs> we, we all, we all have to deal with that, but so here's the question. Are you, are you looking more pre-owned? Are you thinking new? Because they've got some pretty good incentives right now on new, mm-hmm. which, you know, can make, can make that gap pretty short. If you, if, if yeah, you I mean, understand. if the new makes sense, I don't think I'd be opposed. I've always just bought pre-owned just to fight that depreciation. I get it. So, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. So let's stop right here. So right now what we can do is we can talk, we can, we can show, we can have a new one and we can have a pre-owned. Okay. We want to have one. You always want to have kind of that switch piece in the back of your mind because you got to think that, okay, if Zach puts any squawk, I can I can move him down. Okay, I can work that. Now, when Zach bought that, it had thirty thousand miles on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, warranty might still be a little bit of a thing for Zach. Mm-hmm. Okay, he might be. Now, if this were uh, a twenty thirteen and He's had it for a couple of years and he bought it and had a hundred thousand miles on it. Warranty doesn't mean anything to Zach. <laughs> okay. And, and, and that's a big thing. You gotta, you gotta factor that in when you do it. Absolutely. Because it, it, it can become a real, it, it's a real issue. Okay. If he's, if he bought a truck that's 10 years old, he bought it two years ago, it's eight years old. I'm probably not going to go show Zach a new one. Unless he's come in and he wants to look at a new one. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is he just, it's probably not something he does. Now, Zach said one thing in there. He says, I don't like to, I don't like to take the depreciation. So I'm starting to sit here and think about what do I have that's one to two years old, maybe three years old. Okay. Cause he bought one that was three years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, four years old. What do I have? That's got some decent lower miles on it. And that's not a Ford. Okay, because mm-hmm. he said to me earlier, hey, look, I'm just not real happy with the Ford. Mm-hmm. Certainly not happy with the EcoBoost. Is he a V8 buyer? Is he a V6 buyer? 
It depends. It really, really depends. Um, and so what you want to start thinking about is, okay, what do I have in both? He never said that he hated leather. He never said that he wanted leather. Um, maybe in his mind, he might be thinking that might be too expensive. Right. Okay. Right. So I may be talking more along the lines of Bighorn, something along that, that line. Okay. Mm -hmm. Crew cab. He's already got a crew cab. Mm -hmm. Let's say the box size is the same, you know, it's five foot seven, mm -hmm. whatever. It's kind of the short bed like that. He, he's not hauling any four wheelers. He's not, you know, he's not doing any of that kind of stuff. So bed size really is probably not important. Right. Okay. If you go to a six foot four bed, sometimes you start to run into the problem of will it fit my garage? Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we hear that quite frequently from people. Oh, I don't know that six foot four may not fit in my garage. Okay. Right. And the response then is not to say, well, maybe you need a bigger garage. The <laughs> response is, okay. The response is, okay, let's see if we can find something that way. So I have a pretty good feeling, even though Zach's tried to be a jerk, I got a pretty good feeling about exactly what kind of an idea, what Zach's talking about. So I may come back and I say, okay, Zach, hey, look, here's, here's what I need to do. Let's do this. Let's go inside for just a second. I got a couple ideas. I just want to run something by my manager real quick. Also, I want my manager to come out and just shake your hand, meet you, you know, thanks for coming in, that kind of stuff. And uh, just make sure I'm doing my job right. Okay. Um, I got to, I'm going to go in and grab a couple of keys. Why don't you come on in with me and we'll just grab a couple of keys. Plus we got, you know, uh, we got some snacks that, you know, you might want. I know most people do. I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what the heck? Um, so Zach follows me in. I talk to my manager. I tell him, Hey, look, this is what I've got. I'm thinking, you know, Bighorn, am I, you know, I'm, I'm not asking my manager, what, I'm just running it by him. Hey, look, got a guy, he's paying 700 a month right now. He's got a Ford. It's, you know, it's a 2017. It's got just under 50,000 miles on it. Um, he's paying, he's paying 700 a month. Just doesn't like the Ford, doesn't like the EcoBoost, isn't really like, really set on, if it's V6, V8, probably doesn't matter. Um, gas mileage seems to be a big thing to him. Um, he's not really in or out on leather. Um, really hasn't talked to me about, seems like a no frills kind of guy. I mean, you know, just, I mean, looking at the Ford that he's had, he never came right out and said, Hey, I need more equipment, any of that kind of stuff. He's just kind of looking for options. You know, I'm thinking this and this is what I, is what I'm really thinking. Okay. We go grab the keys. Okay. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I've always felt like it, it, it's an easy transition to go out and talk to them about what they're driving now. Yeah. Okay. It gives me the opportunity to see, here's a great thing too. Once you see somebody who takes really good care of their car, I mean, praise them like, wow, this thing is eight years old and it's only got 60,000 miles. Unbelievable. Man, this thing's really nice. You've taken really good care of your car. We just don't see this kind of thing. I mean, I know, I know everything they've told you is, devalue, devalue, devalue the trade. But I mean, sometimes there are some really nice cars out there that you say, hey, man, you guys really know, you guys take good care of your stuff, you know, that kind of thing. But it gives me another chance to kind of walk around the car, kind of get an idea of what they like, what they don't like. Um, I figure out how long they've had it, figure how many miles they've had on. I already know in my head, okay, Zach's a probably a 10 to 12,000 mile a year driver, okay? Shelby was a 6,000 mile a year driver. There's no question in my mind that when we pencil a when we pencil a deal for Shelby that she should at least should be penciled no question at all 
None whatsoever. Zach, on the other hand, if it's a used car, we're, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do just the purchase. But if I have to, if, if Zach came in on a new car, but he bought this car three or four years old, I could switch Zach to a pre-owned vehicle, maybe a certified pre-owned that would really offer some benefit to him and he could feel like, hey, you know, I'm not taking that big beating on the depreciation, okay? So I've got that switch piece in the back of my mind, okay? Right. And I already might know, you know, let's say we got a 20, 21 Ram 1500 Bighorn out there with, you know, let's say it's got 32,000 miles on it or whatever, and I can show Zach that. I can have that in the back of my mind, even though I'm showing him a 23 Bighorn, I still have that 21 in the back of my mind. I know it's certified pre-owned. I know I can just, I can roll it into there. And if I have to, then I'm not downplaying it. Like, okay, you know, you hear the old, this is old car lingo. Yeah, you just, you got champagne taste, but a beer budget. Don't ever say that to anybody. But, you know, that's the way we make people feel sometimes is that we don't, you know, we don't give them, you know, kind of with the respect and not trying to like, oh, you can't afford a new one. You know, what's wrong with you? But say, hey, you know what? This just dawned on me. I got a great idea. I got this uh, certified pre-owned. Actually gives you more um, coverage than what you might get on a new one. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about the benefits of uh, certified pre-owned and, and, you know, Nissan, BMW, uh, Chrysler, all of them have, have great certified pre-owned programs. So always keep that in the back of your mind, especially if the guy bought the car three, four years. Now, some people, you might get a guy in here who's bought a car 18 years ago, okay? And they just drive until the wheels fall off. And the last one they bought, they drove it right off the showroom floor, okay? Mm -hmm. um, not our favorite customer. We like to have them come back more than once every 18 years. But have those ideas when you start talking about it. They're, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to put uh, bullets in our chamber, okay? Trying to put it in the magazine so we... The more bullets we have, the more we can fire off. And the, more, and the easiest way to get that information is just to ask the questions. If you notice, I was in control of that whole conversation. Yep. You came in wanting to be a tough guy, right? Uh, always. Okay. Came in wanting to be a tough guy, and I, I was asking all the questions. Zach wasn't asking me all the questions. Okay. The person who's asking the questions is in control of the conversation. Don't let the customers bully you around. Okay. Learn to just flip it and say, Hey, what are you driving now? Okay. How long have you had it? How many miles are on it? You know, what year is it? Um, you have clear title to it. You know, Zach may have said, yeah, I got clear title to it and say, Oh, okay, great. Um, you, did you finance the last one? No, it was a cash deal. You know, he's a cash buyer. We'll get it. That's fine. Okay. There are a lot of that information we can get. So we can, when we go to the desk with Shelby, I would certainly go to the desk and say, hey, you know, Zach, Matt, Tyson, pencil me a lease on this too, okay, please, so I can go out and show them that too. Maybe that keeps the payment under that $600 mark that way, okay? Anything else you want to add, Zach? Yeah, I just think that uh, it builds on perfectly. It's my favorite part about the sales in general of, of our conversations. You talked about being in control of the conversation, and we talked about the three personalities, you know, in previous videos. And no matter what personality you're dealing with, whether it's an assertive, an analyst, or an accommodator, someone who likes to talk, uh, going out and immediately going to their trade or to their vehicle and talking to them and asking the questions puts you in direct control, like you said, um, and allows you to pull the information, whether they want to you know, go off 
on tangents and conversation, they'll pull them directly back to what's what the car deal is. If it's an assertive person, you're taking control early on, not letting them drag you around the lot. And an analyst, you're getting right to the points about their what's important to them, so you can take them right to their car. So, and mm-hmm. then with that, pairing it with uh, your inventory knowledge, so knowing what you have for yes. Swiss pieces, knowing what you have on the lot and new, and the different different options that are in front of you, so that when you're faced with a situation that, like you said, maybe they come in on new, but then you're able to switch them to a lightly used. Unless you have that knowledge, not a lot of people are going to want to sit you and watch you go through an iPad and try and check on window stickers. They're going to get impatient and doesn't look very professional. So to pair with what we talked about before, those two things, make sure you know what's on your lot so you do know what you have for switch pieces. And uh, and yeah, I think this is the most crucial part of the sell Mm -hmm. is in this moment because then it dictates how the rest of it is going forward. Exactly. Great point. I mean, anybody who sits there and looks at their phone for their inventory and goes to their iPad, looks at their inventory, goes to a computer mo- you know, monitor and looks at their inventory, that person ought to be taken out back and beaten severely with a <laughs> pipe um, because it's just it just doesn't show. It's just not professional at all. I mean, CarMax years ago tried to learn. They first started selling cars with kiosks. I don't know if you knew this. And people would go to the kiosk, and they would look, okay, here's a car we'd like to loo, and the key would kick out of the kiosk, okay? well. If that's all they needed, why did, why do we need salespeople? And even Carmex found out, hey, look, kiosks don't work, so iPads don't work in that regard. I mean, anybody could walk in here and and uh, you know put an i you know put an iPad and say which car would you like to look, and we'll have one of our uh, you know uh, staff go out there and retrieve it for you. That's not what they want. They're still looking for people to ask questions, trying to they have needs. We're just trying to find okay, what do we have in inventory that we can you know, fit that'll meet those needs, exactly what they're looking for. And that's why know your inventory, walk the lot every day, um, grab your favorite uh, morning uh, beverage if you have one, or just go out there for a good walk. You know, you, I mean, around this lot, you can probably put in a couple, uh, you can get a thousand, fifteen hundred steps if you're trying to hit that 10,000 step day, goal day. But, yeah. but certainly walk it because there's nothing, there's nothing better. When I go into a store and I'm asking, they're asking me some questions. I'm telling them what they want. They say, hey, come here just for a second. Let me, let me show you. Okay. And they walk me over and they show me that. And I say, okay, what do you have that's what like that, but might be a bit, little bit better bang for my buck. And they'll say, well, we think this one. And they show it. Okay. Show it to me. Okay. I sit there. Now I'm dealing with a professional. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh, hold on just a second. Let me see what I've got. And, you know, no, just walk your lot. Then you'll know where it is. So when the guy says, well, you mentioned about a certified pre-owned. Which one were you talking about? Here, let me show you. It's right over here. Take them over there and walk to him. Show up. I'm like, whoa, this guy knows what he's talking about. So, oh, hold on just a second. I've got to, hopefully they put the GPS indicator on this so I can look at my phone and see where it's at. You're standing right next to it. You know? So good point on that side. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rick. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the video. We'll be back again next week.